and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil. This is a show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, and we get to talk about everything in between. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, you know exactly what to do. Five-star review on Spotify. Five-star review. Leave some nice words on it, on Apple and a nice little like and subscribe over on YouTube. More importantly, today I have Doug Grant. He's the founder of Optimal Health Systems. He's worked with NBA superstars. He's worked with Olympic athletes. He's worked with everyone under the sun on their nutrition. Doug. How you doing today, man? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure is all mine. I'm excited. I take a bunch of vitamins. Uh, I was scrolling your Instagram <laughs> feed earlier today, so very excited to learn about some of the vitamins I take because I'm just kind of doing it. But uh, very excited to chat with you, Doug, about all the cool things that you guys are doing, helping people every single day of the week. But more importantly, the first question, Doug, I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? <laughs> well, great question. You know, I grew up in a small town small community and there's just a great love of sports there you know i think in the smaller rural communities you you see that a lot and so growing up your idols become you know the people you look up to in high school and college we have a little junior college in our town and so they became idols and i wanted to become like them so i think it was just a, a thing that you know innately uh, being around that environment, um, even at a small level, you know, I really, really started just loving that. And I saw what it could do for you, too, with the discipline, dedication, you know, just all things that are great attributes to take on through life. So it was really, really more of that from, from birth on. <laughs> from birth on, I love that. Yeah, there, there's something about small-town America, right? Or small towns all over the world, I'm sure. Obviously, yeah. I only know a couple of the, the small towns here in America. But the, the, the fact that the community um, brings everyone together around something, right? We've all seen the movies. We've all, we've all heard the stories. But I think you're right. Like the, All those other ancillary attributes that you're going to get from playing sports, discipline, dedication, uh, time management, right? That's one that people don't really think about. Um, and, you know, maybe not clock on the field, but it's, it's clock off the field. When are you doing your homework? When are you doing your exercise? When are you doing all these things? So I think all of those put together are pretty important. And I think one other thing that comes with sports, and it's kind of just inherent, right, is nutrition. Right? That's kind of your forte. That's what you guys do. I just want to know where, like, you know, I, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I don't know if you can see behind me, got a little Peloton, not that big of a deal. But <laughs> really just trying, to, just trying to do stuff, just trying to stay active. I realized after 24, if you're not, like, in a community league, not too many people are doing things, like, just in general. Uh, so really wanted to make sure I was staying active and doing what I could. But I guess I'm kind of curious in terms of exercise, in terms of nutrition, where did you really fall in love with that? Because, right, like, it's, it's more work. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it is. And, you know, I think uh, I was a smaller guy growing up and I knew I needed an advantage if I was going to compete, you know, growing up wanting to, you know, first of all, thought I'm going to be in the NBA. I'm going to, you know, like a lot of young youngsters do, you know, you have these dreams and ambitions. Um, and I knew real quick and I had a father that, you know, said, hey, you know, you, you don't have these extra, extra genes and talents. You need to take advantage of other things to find that edge. And it didn't take long to realize that um, nutrition really was a key factor and the specific exercises for the sport that you're playing, that that could give you the edge. And the best of the best understood that. And uh, so that was really something that I was really blessed and thankful for to be taught by my dad growing up is, you know, it's, if you will do things different, you're going to get different results from everyone else especially if those things that you're doing different, um, you know, have been proven before you're modeling after somebody or, you know, it's, it's principles that have been proven to help with performance. So it was really great to see that. And I noticed that that 
really played into life. It played into schoolwork. It played into business. You know, it definitely um, it played into the training and nutrition. And uh, it led me to realize that not all professional athletes were taking advantage of that in the 90s. And it, so it opened a big door for me. Yeah, I think especially, you know, late 90s, early 2000s when, you know, I, just as an example, Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Just start lifting weights. Like, it, it seems so just obvious now, but you always hear the stories like, yeah, Tiger came onto the tour and, you know, he was lifting weights so he could drive further. That never connected in anyone else's brain? Like, it's so confusing. Yeah. Why, why is it that talent sometimes doesn't put in the effort and energy that, you know, smaller guys like you and myself would? Well, I think that it's not so much that they don't put in the effort, is that they think that the what everyone else is doing is the best way to do things, and no one thinks outside the norm, you know, so they're working hard within that framework, and they don't look outside the framework, and the ones that really come in and set the world on fire are the ones that look outside that box. For example, um, you know, Tiger Woods was the first person in the PGA to lift weights, and before that, they thought, well, it's not going to help you at all. It's going to hurt you. It's going to you know, shorten the muscle bellies. It's going to make it so that you don't have the follow through and you're not going to be able to drive as long and be as accurate because they think of bodybuilders and they think lifting weights. And luckily, Tiger, um, I only spoke to him a few times. I didn't work with him personally, but I spoke with him when I was at the Suns. And what was interesting with Tiger is he saw from another person that was a trailblazer, and it was Evander Holyfield in boxing. Evander was the first boxer to come in and say, no, I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to build muscle, and it's going to make me faster. It's going to make me stronger. It's not going to make me slower, like you know, a lot of that mystique and that stereotype of bodybuilders and lifting weights. And you know, Evander set the world on fire just like Tiger did. And it didn't take much after that for everyone to be like, holy crap, this, this is true with every sport, right? What we eat, how we, we train, if we work out harder and just smarter, um, we're going to become better. And it did. It flipped everything around so that when teams, you know, a few had strength coaches. I was the first nutritionist in the NBA. No one had nutritionists. Um, and then all of a sudden now it's the norm, right? Like there's not even, you know, many college teams that don't have both strength coaches and nutritionists and even a lot of high schools uh, now definitely have strength coaches. So um, it was it was definitely, I think you're right, it was just, you know, thinking outside the box, how can I be better and really human performance at any level, whether it's athletics or like you said, you know, what we do in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, past that, um, comes down to nutrition and exercise. It really is. Is that's how you can have that advantage and that that edge. Could completely agree, and I think that's such an awesome story. So I appreciate you uh, <laughs> you, you giving us that little anecdote around Tiger and Evander Holyfield. I always that's why I love doing this show, man. I get to have cool <laughs> conversations with cool people doing cool things. It doesn't get any better for myself. Along the way, we get a couple people to listen, and we're grateful for it. So thank you everyone out there for that, uh, Doug. I think it is it's it's really important, right? You bring up um, just like working out and how that kind of it all it's it's like uh, i think Mac, malcolm gladwell like one of those list moments like wait a second what are we doing and everyone does it right and i think another one that's recently happened and tom brady has been kind of behind that right he's he talks about his nutrition maybe he's got a cult i'm not here whatever teach his own but i think one thing that he does talk about that i think is really important work with resistance bands flexibility those types of things that are very important yeah. because again all of this stuff kind of works together including as you said nutrition and you brought it up one of the first nutritionists in the NBA, I guess, before we get into getting that specific job, was it always a dream of yours? As you said, hey, 
couldn't be able to play in the NBA, but damn, it would be pretty fun to work with those guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you have to be careful when you set your goals and be very, very specific because uh, the universe will give them to you, just maybe not the way you think. I had always set a goal to be in the NBA while well, I was in the hey. NBA, <laughs> you know, um, and some other things like that happened in my life where I set some goals for some big things and, it, and they came about, but maybe not the way I was thinking. I just didn't detail them when I, when I wrote them out, but um, absolutely. And, you know, I think that um, the nutrition thing with even Tom Brady and that and that the training and the using the resistance bands that a lot of people know, the, the key is is really sports specific and age specific. So for like you and I, you know, you're, you're fit, you're healthy, not a professional athlete, but we want to be as healthy as we can. And so the way we train as we go through the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even in the 90s, it changes, you know, you're not going to be doing the heavy squats and the deadlifts and those types of things. Um, and like Tom realized, you know, a few years ago that, hey, that those things are actually going to hurt him now and get rid of some of that joint tissue and that cartilage that he's trying to preserve. And so he changed it up. So the key is just to get with people that know about this. The research has just really gone crazy in the last seven, eight years. We know so much now. And things that we did right, things we did wrong with, with training and nutrition. And, um, but we do know, that's the neat thing, is we know now very specific to the body type, to the age, to what you're wanting to accomplish, longevity, athleticism, whatever it is. And um, you just need to, to get with those that know and lay out the program and follow it. And how, so, so this is something that's always changing. How do we have the ego to accept, hey, what we weren't doing what we're doing now is better than what we're doing later, and I'm, I'm assuming we'll find more information about what we will be doing is better than what we're doing now. How do athletes, how does someone like yourself who gets, you know, you get paid to tell people what to do in three, four, five years, going to have to go back to them and say, hey, we were doing what was right. Now we got something that's even righter. How do you kind of yeah. have those conversations with yourself and with your clients? Well, I like how you say that. It was right and it was righter. It's not that it was wrong anymore. These things exactly. work, right? Um, and so the way I have the conversation myself personally with the clientele is say, look, um, you know, nature, the creator, whatever you want to call it, knows best. And we respect that. And so we're going to go with what we have. We're going to keep doing the research and we're going to always be open to greater things. And we think that uh, the possibilities are endless, which means things are going to have to change and we're going to get new insight. We're going to get new light. We're going to get new energy and vibration. And as that comes, we just be open to it. And the ego is a, is a killer because the truth is, is you take a look at professional athletes today, and you're gonna, you see a ton, ton of them that still have this phenomenal genetics are going up. They breeze through high school, college. They get into you know NFL, NBA, MLB, and those things, and they do okay. And it's, there comes a time when they have to kick it in in order to get that next level. And so many of them don't. And, you know, just the ego gets to them. Well, I made it this far based on just doing it, you know, and I was better than everyone else. And I've just seen so many great athletes go by the wayside. And the same thing in business and life, you know, they're good and they have these successes, but they're not committed to growth and humility. And, um, you know, it comes back to bite them. <laughs> comes back to bite them. Talking about vibrations, uh, David Meltzer, friend, if I ever met one. I think that's fantastic. Uh, so I would do want to go back to your time with the NBA, right? So you were you were with the Phoenix Suns, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I started with the Phoenix Suns. Yep, that's okay. where I started, and then it branched out to a lot of other teams. I love that, and we'll get to that in a second. But I, I guess, especially being the first nutritionist, was this something where the Suns were seeking out and they said, "Hey, <laughs> this is something that we want," or did you go have to make a hard sell to the Suns and say, "This is why you guys need me. This is why you need a nutritionist." 
on your basketball team. Yeah, I wish it was one of those two. It was, it was actually a little different. I'll um, give you a little bit of history. It's kind of funny. So I opened up a uh, one-on-one uh, strength training and nutrition center um, just for the public and um, was attracting some athletes and stuff, but a lot of the public just helping people improve their health, you know, wanting to be able to be the best they could be and um, making a lot of changes. And people would come to our gym training center. It was really different. If you came, you signed your life away. I mean, we were allowed to come into your house once a month and go through your cupboards, you know, we get rid of the white flower and and uh, people never came to us first. January wasn't big for us. It was always March, April when they're like, oh, crap, all these fad diets don't work. We better go, you know, go to Doug and start eating healthier and, and training. Um, but um, so we had this training center and someone came in one time that had been working with that would have some great results and said, hey, I have a, I have a good friend that wants to come see you who's really upset um, at some things that happened. And but wants to talk to you, but can we do it after hours? And I'm like, sure, okay. So I figured maybe they worked late or something. So I came in after hours, and um, it was a professional basketball player that the Suns had just brought in from Boston, and uh, he had been in Major League Baseball for a while too. His name is Danny Ainge, and he came in and he was very upset. He says, "Hey, they just told me I have a liver of an alcoholic." Um, he goes, "I'm a dad gum Mormon." <laughs> he's elsewhere. I thought it was kind of funny, but he's like, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I have this liver of an alcoholic. And it, it's because he had been taking NSAIDs, ibuprofen, and he didn't know they were bad for him. Like, he goes, I, no one told me, so I was popping them. I'm like, how many are you popping? He goes, oh, like 20 a day. I'm like, no. So his liver is all messed up. And so I did blood work with him. I said, we got you, and got him on some natural anti-inflammatories and um, some things to help with the liver, milk, thistle, and that. We did his blood work and showed him, and it improved really, really quick. And he got his energy back, and instead of kind of like finishing out his career with the Suns, he came on strong, you know, became sixth man of the year and, you know, really, really helped the Suns in that run. That year they were in the world championship with against Michael and them. And um, so I was helping him and um, it was the off season. And then he says, I want to bring in a friend. And I said, all right, so he brought in another player. His name was Dan Marley. And he had a friend, Charles Barkley. And so I ended up training all these guys out of my center. And I get a call one day, and uh, it's this lady, and she says, hey, I'm the secretary for the owner of the Phoenix Suns. His name was Jerry Colangelo, and he'd like to see you in his office. And I'm like, okay, uh, when? And she's like, right now. <laughs> like, what? And so, so I went in and, and uh, said this office overlooking Phoenix. I mean, intimidating like crazy, right? I'm from a small town. And so, so he'd go in there, and he looks at me, and he's like, um, you're not going to, you're not going to train my athletes. Uh, they're not going to pay you anymore. That's the way you put it. And uh, my athletes aren't going to pay you anymore to train. I'm like, man, it's the first time I, I wasn't eating Cheerios for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? I was finally starting to make some of those, charging these athletes, um, and, and finally starting to make at least a little bit of money. And I thought, dang, what, you know what? And then he smiled and said, because uh, uh, I'm going to pay you. You're going to be the first nutritionist in the NBA, and uh, you're going to work for the Phoenix Suns. And I was like, you know, and, all that that comes with it, all that great, great stuff you dream of, you know, the signing bonus and all that stuff. And so, uh, it was a great moment. So it was, it was one of those things where I had had no no clue. Uh, you know, I set a goal to be in the NBA, um, but uh, thinking a player and didn't have any no clue. Just knew that you know believed always that the universe will take care of you and your goals, and uh, as long as you stick with it and keep moving forward when you when you're down and you can get back up, and and that's how it started. And uh, then, you know, we, we had some great uh, runs, and the, the team really showed a big difference from the year before, you know, went from a losing season to the world championship, and people kind of like, what's going on with the Suns, you know, 
and uh, that kind of opened up a lot of doors to the heat and the spurs and, and things like that. So th- that's the backstory. <laughs> that is that is an awesome story. I really appreciate that, Doug. It's always yeah. cool, as I said, just to kind of hear those types of things because as as you you as you said, you went out, you went into the universe, you were doing your thing, and it brought you what you asked for, just in kind of a weird roundabout way. So Absolutely. you got to work as the first nutritionist in the NBA for the Suns, a team as you just said, they went to a couple NBA championships. Fortunately, weren't able to pull it through, but still incredible opportunity. I guess were there were there any? Was it more anecdotal in terms of the player saying, "No, this guy's incredible. I feel a million times better." Or were there? And again, this is like what the mid '90s, so it might be a little difficult. But was there any? Was there anything you could point to? Any statistics? Uh, hey, people are staying on the floor longer. Hey, this guy's liver is not bad anymore. Like, was there anything you could actually yeah. point to and say, "This uh, is"? I didn't do all of it, but this is something that I was able to help with. Yeah, and that's a really, really great question because it was my saving grace, and I'm a big believer in data. And so, you know, in all reality, they could care less about me. You know, Doug Grant, that means nothing to them. All they care about is performance. Wins, and, um, wins. and wins, that's it, true. And so what I did is I went in and immediately did blood work with everyone. And so I'm really big on blood work. Blood doesn't lie. You get to know what's going on. You see how you're digesting carbs, proteins, fats. You see your deficiencies. You see your kidney, your liver, you know, everything. And um, actually, my main job at the NBA, and this will answer the question a little better, was to create more high-performance moments. In other words, these are the best of the best already. But how come someone had a 60-point game when they averaged 20-point games? And why, you know, these special moments. So anytime that happened, um, I got called in, and we'd already have a lot of data from before because we'd run the blood work on everyone. We had a lot of... Uh, points and questionnaires that they'd run and would come in and immediately, um, you know, afterwards. I remember one one game, again, in Clifford Robinson scored like 60 points and he had been averaging like 17. So I went in and did blood work and everything and it was the same and I was trying to figure out what was going on. And he said, oh, by the way, my mom saw me for the first time tonight, you know. It's like, okay, you know. And so, but, but, but we did have a lot of data points and we were able to show there's some very specific things with performance and nutrient levels in the body, blood sugar levels, um, digestion, really big on digestion. One of the biggest things I did was take away all cooked food up to two hours before games away. They're only allowed raw food, so their body wasn't having to digest the food and use up energy. And so the data is what's really got the other teams. That's the reason the Spurs and the Heat and that called. And they actually implemented things at a higher level than actually the Suns did when I went to them. And they were actually able to have, you know, multiple championships. I think I had seven world championships on teams that I'd worked with for t- in 10 years, that it was the Heath, the Spurs, and, you know, those, and that run. And it was a great run because they really implemented it fully in the organization, and um, that gave them the edge. And uh, it, was, it was really exciting because what happened after that is the owners would say, hey, wait, if you can get more high-performance moments for the athletes, what about us normal people? And, and so I ended up started working a lot with them, and now I actually work more with just normal day people, busy people, CEOs, people like that, to have more high-performance moments in their life, because we all have them during the day, right? We always have those times when we kind of, hey, we're in the zone and we're going, and there's reasons when we're out many times. A lot of times it's chemical imbalances, nutrients imbalances, you know, not enough exercise, dopamine, serotonin. And so the key is to get that balance, have more high-performance moments. I love that. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's it's great to work with athletes. It's, it's, I'm sure you got a couple rings sitting somewhere behind mm-hmm. you, or maybe they're up on your mantle at your house, right? I think that's awesome. But the opportunity to help 
as you said, quote-unquote normal people, just everyday people that are looking for just a little bit more because it's, it's a little different for us normal people, right, than it is for, yeah. you know, LeBron James or Dwayne Wade on the heat or Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Just a little bit different. So bit different. I do want to talk about, obviously, what you're doing with Optimum Health's Optimal Health Systems. Let's make sure we get that right. You are the founder of the company, um, rocking and rolling. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you're kind of helping us average Joes, as I'm <laughs> Well, you know what? It's actually the same thing. Uh, Michael, tell you the truth. It's the exact same thing that we did with the teams. We're just using, doing people. But I learned really quick that I could only you know reach so many people personally. And so we started training doctors. So the main business of Optimal Health Systems, we actually train doctors around the world. Uh, there's thousands of doctors that we train that utilize the formulas that we make, the nutrition. We teach them how to read blood work nutritionally. We work with them in their clinics so that our reach can be much greater than what me personally being able to work with. And um, it's really exciting because in, in with vitamins, that's a last. I mean, we're known for a lot for that because of how well our whole food vitamins work versus other synthetics and junk like that in the market that you know we buy in the stores. Our stuff isn't in the stores or anything. But really, it's last. It's mindset, it's nutrition, it's exercise, and then supplementation. And um, how we work with people, to answer your, your, your question, um, with Optimal Health Systems is really, we tell people either to go to some of the doctors that we work with, or you can come through us, and we do the same thing with athletes. It's say, look, here's what we've learned that most people are deficient in. If you just want to take a basic vitamin, and that's good, because we've learned over the years, over the decades, you know, what most people need. And the thing is that nine out of 10 people take some form of vitamin during their life, but eight out of 10 don't know why they're taking them, right? They're like, I take them because I think they're, I'm supposed to, and they're supposed to help me. And I'm like, well, that's good because innately, you know, it's not in the food anymore, but you know, come on, let's, let's get real. Let's take what you need and you don't need to take extra. Just, are you deficient in calcium? Are you, does your liver need a little help? Your kidneys, you know, where are you at? And so we recommend blood work. So you can just take the basics and that's great or you can get blood work done and I recommend for everyone, you know, twice a year get your blood work done and that way even if you have something ever you'll catch it, you know, before it gets bad but really it's more about performance and seeing where you're at and making those little adjustments to your diet and what you won't do with your diet, yeah, you can help do supplement wise but the more your diet's on the less you need to supplement, right? And uh, so that's what we do with people is work with them to help them just dial into more have more high performance moments and hopefully a lot more you know uh, quality of life and longevity. And that's I mean that's all we're looking for, right? And I th- you know I have a I have a specific question about the pandemic and, and COVID specifically, but I do want to say please add me to that eight out of ten. I know why I'm taking iron because I'm deficient in iron and I can't eat spinach anymore for whatever reason. So my doctor said, okay, well then take an iron pill every couple of days, you'll be fine. Uh, I take vitamin D because I know we're not outside as much, so I hear that one's pretty important, so I do that. I have no idea why I take fish oil, though. My mom's like, you should take this every day. My hair looks great. Maybe that's what it is, but why do I take fish oil? Let me ask you that, Doug. Why do I do it? (laughs) That's really great. Well, you're taking fish oil because of the essential fatty acids in the fish oil. I actually am a bigger fan of, like, algae and that, but it's the same concept. It's It's the essential fatty acids. Essential fatty acids are the main nutrient for a lot of things, but but mainly for brain a cognitive function so we don't end up having Alzheimer's, we don't have dementia, that we'll be able to think clear. And um, all hormones in the body are made from fats. So fatty acids, so testosterone, you know, everything that you need, it comes from fats. So I'm a big, big fan of good fats. Most people take too many bad fats and not good fats. You know, you need fats that heal, not fats that kill. So stay away from the fried foods, stay away from hydrogenated 
oils have more avocados, extra virgin olive oil. Take your supplement, your essential fatty acid supplement, whether it's a fish oil or like an algae borage oil that I'm a big fan of. Um, and um, that's why. So uh, for your brain. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yep. I, I heard it's good for my hair and my nails, but now that I know it's good for my brain, I think uh, I'll, I'll take that. I'm not going to be angry. And yeah, pretty uh, pretty Italian descent here, so don't worry about the olive oil. <laughs> we got that one down pat. I think that's important. So one thing I do think is, is really important about nutrition, about exercise, we kind of saw it over the last, it's played out now. It's almost three years since, you know, the you know, March, March of 2020, one of those fateful days, right? Um, but I think so many people started taking notice i think of just their their health and their wellness mental physical all of it around during covid because there were so many months right we were coming out of the winter so everyone already kind of notices it coming out of the winter but then we were on lockdown for like a hard six months and depending where you were it went even longer than that i'm very grateful i'm very lucky i live in an area where i can walk outside my door and you know go for a run go for a walk (laughs) just get outside smell the trees right Uh, but i know many people especially in cities it wasn't as easy it wasn't as simple for them Uh, so i'm kind of curious like with that like i like turning negatives into positives right a lot of bad things a lot of unfortunate things happened during the pandemic but i think a lot of people started to know and realize what was happening to them on more of a a a nutritional and and an exercise type level what did you guys see did you did you see an uptick in business did you just see more people reaching out being interested in these types of things because i think that's the first step right awareness is number one as long as we're aware we can get better at what we're not good at Absolutely, and it's a great, great point. And um, the thing with the pandemic is, I love your outlook. You know, there's always a silver lining. There really is, and that was a bad situation. A lot of people passed away that we didn't, you know, shouldn't have. So there is that. Um, on the positive side of it, is people did hit this point where, like, wait, I can't really trust others to tell me what to do, and um, um, do they really care about my health? <coughs> Excuse me. And so, thanks. So, you know, we had like, maybe I better take responsibility. And so we did have this flood and it was great. But people like, hey, I want to take responsibility, you know, and we come along and say, yes, don't believe us. You know, do run these tests, get some blood work, do this. Um, here's the research. If you just want to take the basics, here's the research, read it first, then take your basic nutrients. And it really was a great time to educate people and I'm a big big fan of it and so with us with the thousands of doctors that we trained there was two phases of it the first phase was okay what is COVID and the situation doing to the body nutritionally and we're able to dive deep into that research really quick and say oh gosh yes we know that vitamin D is the main nutrient that's depleted and if if, you know 90% of the people that went to the hospital for COVID were vitamin D deficient. So how come you're asymptomatic versus you have symptoms and all that? A lot of it was vitamin D. So vitamin D, you know, got the recognition it deserves, truly. And um, everyone started loading up real smart to load up on vitamin D, still highly recommended with these variants out there and stuff too. Um, And zinc and nitric oxide, all these cool stuff that we learned. And so we, you know, we'd make these little packs called the exposure pack that if you're concerned about COVID, you take in it. It's all the double blind research and every nutrient to help protect against COVID and, and recover. So you have the COVID side that helped us to educate people on nutrients for immune system and virus and those types of things. And then also you had the group just saying, I need to take responsibility for my health. I don't want to have to keep believing people that maybe they flip flop on what they say, or I don't know who to believe depending on, you know, your political party and all that stuff. And we're, and it really helped because it's where we should already have been is you yourself. Uh, there was a Surgeon General, Sierra Coop. Uh, my favorite surgeon general from way back, and he'd always say that you, 
you are you have the ability to make change uh, healthy change of body more than any medical device doctor or anyone else and it's true it's, it's yourself you just have to arm yourself with the knowledge of what to do and then get after it so it was a big deal it's still going on obviously um, somewhat but I think people woke up and said you know I'm just going to get on with life and I'm maybe going to protect myself a little bit better immunity wise and, and take it take advantage of the things that I have to be able to be healthy yeah, I think it's, it's it's really important, and we're we're very grateful. Obviously, as I said, like it was, it's a very negative situation. No one's happy about it. No one wanted it. But I think it did open a lot of eyes, which I think is very important. And we have to be aware of why and what we're doing and how we can improve ourselves because so many people just go through life on you know just on autopilot and just kind of like are just doing whatever they're doing. They're on that hamster wheel, right? And you actually really need to get off that. You have to really just be able to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and just try and get 1% better every day, right? That's another David Melterism. Just 1% better 1% every better. day. We're trying just 1% better. No, that's true. And, and you know, one little comment on that is it's the same thing we were talking about to begin with, right? All these athletes were already great, but they weren't doing anything to be better. They got stuck in the norm, okay? And then they'd fall off. We're the same way, as you just mentioned. You know, we're going along. Well, everyone else is doing this. Everyone else has excess body fat. Everyone else is, you know, having trouble with energy and so on and so that must be the way it is well it's the way it is but it's not the way it's supposed to be and you have to get out of that you have to if people don't look at you like you know why are you eating a little bit different than everyone else why are you going to the gym consistently like you know you're being weird absolutely if you're not getting people thinking you're weird then you're not doing the things needed to be able to improve your health um, a report came out two weeks ago the average life expectancy in the United States has gone down again so basically what we are doing is hurting us. You know, we, it used to be that the average life expectancy went up, but it only went up because of technology, right? We were living longer, but our quality of life wasn't. Now, even life expectancy is going down. So you have to get outside the norm. You have to be doing things that other people are not doing. And that where it comes to nutrition, it comes to your supplementation, it comes to your exercise. Get with someone that knows what they're doing, knows that this work, Work with them for a while, and then get on your own and just stick with it. Couldn't agree more. I think it's Isaac Newton's first law: object in motion stays in motion, object at <laughs> rest stays at rest. Like I think it's something you know we see it in our families. You know, uh, you know, grandparents get a little older. It's winter, so they sit down a little bit more. Or they don't get up as often. That stuff takes a toll, man. Uh, so you know, I try and get on at least a walk every single day. As I said, got the peloton behind me, so I'm always doing exercise, just trying to do anything. Just to keep up. Am I the best at it? Absolutely not. But am I better than the next guy? Yes. And hopefully someone <laughs> thinks I'm weird for it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, the one last thing I want to talk about, uh, you, you brought it up before, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. You brought up mindset. And I think that's extremely important. Something that I learned from David Meltzer many, many years ago. It's something that I've taken with me. I literally, you know, I have my, I have my declarations. I read to myself every single day. Uh, you know, I have my I am statements. So, you know, that making sure that all of that stuff is staying in my brain. I do my meditation every single day. So I'm curious, what are some of the things that you do and work with your clients on, on the mindset side? Because I think if you don't have a good mindset, it's not only going to affect <clears throat> Your, your performance, right? But it drags you down, man. You know, a negative day is not a fun day. I don't enjoy negativity. I only think about the positivity because only good things come from positivity. So I'm curious, how do you guys work with your clients on that end? Yeah, it's, it's a huge part of it. I use an acronym called FITNESS, and the F-I-T of fitness stands for Focus Intense Thought. It's first. Your mindset is first. Then the N, nutrition, the E, exercise, and the S and S of fitness is specific supplementation. So supplementation is last. 
and first is a mindset. And how we work with people is basically, I love going after what you crave the most. In other words, what is, what is your deepest, deepest craving? What's your passion? And would that passion, that craving be better if you had great health? Whatever it is with family, with business, with anything, what do you crave the most? And think about that action or that activity, that thing that you want, even money, right? And if you want all this money in the world, um, I've spoke to a lot of CEOs that are like, hey, I built my, my company, I'm a, I got a $100 million company now, a billion dollar company, and I can't enjoy it like I, I wanted to because I didn't take care of my health. So whatever your craving is, one, look at that, and then what I teach is look at that thing that you're wanting to accomplish with great health and with poor health and see what it does to that, whether it makes it even something you'd even want to have with poor health <clears throat> versus great health, and then commit to improve your health, to take it to that level that you have more high-performance moments, that you have that, that great level of optimal health. And once you set that in motion and you write it down and do what you say, speak it every day, you know, whatever your goal is, you want to achieve that with great health, with optimal health, with longevity, with a lot of high-performance moments. And if you just speak that and you have that mindset, you're going to be led to the programs needed to accomplish it. Just make sure the program is holistic that it helps you with the mindset, the nutrition, the exercise, and the specific supplementation. And you'll get led, whether it's to someone like uh, like me or our company, Optimal Health, or to someone else, it's all great. It's just that you're going to be able to uh, be open to it, and the universe will help, uh, help you attract it to you. It's already out there. You just need to start following those principles. So the mindset, 100%, most important thing above all, um, and if you have a problem with thinking, well, I don't know if I want to eat healthy or not, or exercise, Think of your ultimate goal and think how you want to look and how you want to feel when you have that, and you'll see how important health is. Right. Like, why would I want a yacht with a bunch of beautiful women hanging out on it if I look like crap? It's not the same. Don't tell my wife I said that, but it's not the same, right? I mean, I think it's a pretty easy one, but no. You make a great point. I know I'm being a little facetious about it, but I think that's very important, right? Your kids, your grandkids. You you, want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to play good, as Dion said. There's a reason he said it, and there's a reason it works. Yeah, and, and there's no doubt that anything is a look good will come. You know, uh, honestly, if it's about the feel good, and uh, I heard a talk one time, I think Ed Milet talks a lot about it too with Meltzer, and they're like, hey, picture yourself um, having this giant mansion, and you have this yacht, you're out on this yacht, and everything else, and you have a headache. Um, and, you know, you're in the room because you have this headache. Like, you can't enjoy anything you have. Why? Because it's one little factor with your health. And so, health is the most critical thing. And if you focus on it from the inside out, you, you know, do the blood work, you look at it, the the body will come. I mean, the body fat will leave, your muscles will grow, and you'll look the part, especially if you're really focused on optimal health And versus a lot of people. I just want to look good, and sometimes that will lead to doing things to look good that actually hurts internally, right? They'll start taking steroids or going on TRT at too high levels and all these different things, and we work with a lot of people. No, let's focus from the inside out, and the outside will take care of itself. I love that. Doug, this has been absolutely fantastic. Where can we learn more about... Uh, optimal health where can we i know you have a sweet newsletter where can we find that give us all that information i'll put everything in the show notes for everyone as well but where can we find all that information yeah really top two places to go is to uh, ohs the number four life.com ohs for life.com you can also go to optimal health systems.com but ohs for life.com is our company you can see all the supplements you can see all that neat stuff that's there we have a blog that i highly recommend you read get on that newsletter uh, where we keep up on the latest research but you can also go to theformulator.com. That's my website that we have 
that me and Josh run that we take on certain clients uh, throughout the year to work with them one-on-one or to you know oversee their program personally uh, in the public the formulator.com uh, but either way the thing is is set that mindset as you said and if you're attracted to some of the things we can help you with great if not just get after it and uh, the key is to achieve optimal health optimal health every single one percent better every day that's all we're trying to do everybody so no doug sincerely sincerely appreciate your time today time is the only thing we don't get more of so thank you for giving me some of yours i thank the listeners for giving us some of theirs but other than that man this has been absolutely fantastic i appreciate it thank you nice meeting you pleasure is all mine bye everybody